you know, I've had so many unexcused absences from this pod that thank God I'm not owned by anyone where I'm required or legally obligated to post X amount of episodes a week or a month or hours of content, whatever, because I would be fired like a motherfucker. I, you know, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a very reliable person in so many things in life. For this podcast, I've never been more unreliable. You can't rely on me to fill your ear holes. Well, you know, I can fill a lot of holes, you know, if you know what I mean. Got a few holes in your life I can fill. Um, just, you know, not the ones that are actually going to progress you to a better future. Um, <laughs> oh, Clint. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, but hey, you know what? Fuck it. The boy is back. Uh, as Brandy would say, the boy is back. The boy is back. The boy is back. Um, <laughs> oh, Brandy, I would give you a lot more, more wood. All right, that was bad. Uh, Jesus. Oh, Brandy. Um, uh, but yeah, welcome to episode 167 of the Off and Beat podcast. The Often Be With Clint Nelson podcast. I'm your host, Clint Nelson, hence why I said it the first time. Don't forget to like, follow the pod, hit the subscribe button, follow the pod on all apps, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Oh, let me repeat that. My voice cracked, like like the uh, egg, uh, and I'm just egging this on. Um, don't forget to suck some titties. Well, you know, I crack an egg on your titty. Nothing wrong with that. A little sunny side up. Um, <laughs> little, you know, little, little runny over easy. Because, oh boy, when I'm done, something's going to be running on it. And it's going to be way too easy. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's just going to keep streaming down. Okay. But, yeah. Uh... Recording this at 10.57 p.m. Eastern, September 1st, 2022. Damn. It's already been, what, eight plus months of this year on month nine? Damn, this shit's coming fast. Like, literally, if you if you conceived a baby, you know, on New Year's, like, or on Christmas, I should say, because, you know, it takes some time to... Let let the egg fertilize. Uh, speaking of eggs, maybe you were left around the chest. You won't have to worry about it. But uh, you know, to anyone that conceived a baby around Christmas time, you know, congratulations. Um, congratulations. Yeah, um, yeah, your boy's been busy. Car's been fucked up. So, yeah. Cars back in the shop. It's in the shop more than, you know, LeBron show. Um, <laughs> um, it's kind of weird because I remember they had Danica Patrick on one show, which is the most random person to have on that show for a lot of different reasons. Um, maybe they should have had a reunion with her and Aaron, you know, Rogers. Um, but they both been on the JRE just uh, for some reason together. They just, you know. Couldn't get on the same wavelength, I guess. Boy, your boy's rusty. Um, but yeah. Car's been... Check engine light came on, so... Still checking the engine. 
kind of. It could be just a sensor. Could be some. I haven't really checked. Wait until I get paid. Because, you know, I just want to say I just got paid. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Uh, but, yeah. You know, I just want to know what turns my car on. I like to know. I like to know. <laughs> please, I, I would like to know. Please, please. Um, but, yeah. So... I think that's been part of a reason when you have to walk to work and home from work almost every day, you know, it's pretty time consuming. Your energy is drained. You're literally just trying to get through the day working, eating simple shit. And you just try to find little moments in time of day to make time for yourself to do some shit, you know, and this is kind of suffered. I think it's literally been like 12 days since I posted an episode anytime I take like unexpected breaks and they're never on purpose it just seems that the first episode back it's pretty rough stuff and I'm already feeling it because you know I'm I've become a creature of habit through my life now like if I don't do something regularly like when I get back into it like it feels weird like, I have to do some every day or virtually almost every day or consistent enough for me to actually feel like I'm normal. My normal state is actually obsessiveness. That's kind of a thing I've noticed about myself. I'm a very obsessive person with things. Like, I don't have much balance. Like, I either do shit or I don't, you know? So, I haven't really been able to hit the gym in like over a week. And I actually think it's been good for my body rest-wise, but at the same time, it's also been, I think anyone that works out can relate to this, it's like, you take too much time off, it kind of, you gain your own head too much about, you know, you start thinking to yourself, why am I doing this so much? Why am I working out so, why am I, like, what's my real goal with this? Because you realize when you don't do it, you don't have access to it, you're like, is this thing, like, just taking time in my day, just for me to take time and distract myself from things maybe partially even if you are getting benefits from it but then you know when you get back in the routine it just makes you feel good and sometimes in life just doing stuff that makes you feel good that's what it's about you don't have to worry about what is this thing gonna do for me five years from now you don't think about what is the payout plan not everything yes to do has to be some career driven has to be some there's got to be some final outcome to this or some final end destination like you're going to be doing this you need to have this result for it to be successful it's like or you could just do something because you enjoy doing it and you like improving yourself and it doesn't have to be a set goal it really doesn't I hate when people tell you that you're wasting your time doing shit. Not that I've had anyone tell me I'm wasting my time doing shit. But, you know, I've had a... I'll admit, I've had a person or two this year. People that kind of, at least kind of merit their opinion. People I know capacity. They're like, you know, I think it's fun that you enjoy doing your podcast. But, you know, I just think that, you know, there's better things you could be doing with your time. And I me, mean, when they said that, you know what I said? You notice how you said your time, referring to me, meaning it's my time? It's weird how other people want to tell you what's good, what you should be doing with your time, 
when they don't even have control or have any authority for what dictates their time. They let life and situations dictate their time. And you know what I've learned the most as I'm now getting my bag? You know what I've learned the most about these experiences when I can't, when I don't have my car, when I, I'm not able to make easy access to, quote unquote, let's just say the gym or to the grocery store or to work in a convenient manner. I still make it happen, even if it's not ideal. Which is something I'm proud of myself about, which is something I take great pride in. So when I hear people who have ideal who have the ideal resources to do things and they try to say it's a waste of time you know how many things people do that's a waste of time that means nothing to me but it makes them feel good which is actually going to benefit them to actually be more than worth their time imagine like if someone is like when a girl does their hair, when a girl does makeup, do I think makeup for the most part is a waste of time? Yeah, but it's not about me. You know, if wearing makeup makes you a nicer person, makes you feel good about yourself, and that means your interaction with me is going to be better, then you know what? Do what you got to do. It does not bother me. If paying for overpriced nails is your thing, do your thing. It just bothers the fuck out of me when people are comfortable telling you what's worthy for your time. Because I think I think there's this thing where if they think that if that thing you didn't do, you would make more time for things that they deem valuable. But yet, for the things that they deem valuable, they even they haven't even found a way to have control of their life to make time for those things they deem valuable. So it's almost like they look at you jealousy, like, wow, it must be nice to have time to make time for stuff. It's like, I have time to make time for stuff because I make time by decisions I make and having a routine and schedule to make time for things. Making time for things doesn't just fucking happen. Jesus, Clinton came back swinging. And I guess, you know, my recent experience with not having a vehicle, it opened my eyes more to things. Because you actually really think about how people look at time. Time time is this weird thing where we feel like we don't really have control or authority. We we really let things dictate what we do with our time. When there's that constant variable of you. If you don't have time to do things that are important to you, then you need to do what you need to do to readjust your control of your life to actually make time for that shit. If you don't have time, it's one of two things. Either you are in a situation where you have made decisions to where you don't value your personal time enough, so you have occupied yourself with other time to kind of just consume it, or that thing that you say you wish you had more time for just isn't that important to you. I think that's really the cold, real truth to a lot of this shit. Because I'm a believer. I don't care what people say. I will say this till the day I die. 
If something is important enough to you, you will make time for it. And no, I'm not talking about taking someone out to dinner when someone tries to use that shit. Like, you know, if that was important to you, you would actually make more time for me. It's like, I can still value you, but understand that you're not the only thing I fucking value. And I had all these values and priorities before you. And if you want to get the best version of me when we hang out or do whatever together, you would understand that in order for us to maximize our time together, I have to make sure I maximize and prioritize the things that are going to make our time valuable as is. If I don't prioritize things to make money, for example, most people, if I don't prioritize prioritize time to make money and make sure I'm eating well and this, that, and the other, you know what's going to happen you get me? When you get my time that you stress for, you're going to get, you're not going to go out anywhere. We're not going to go do nothing. We're going to hide behind being homebodies, have too much free time, and then I'm going to get you pregnant. That's just how the shit goes. Because, you know, that's what poor people do. We get people pregnant. Because we have too much time on our hands. And uh, a few other things. Um, but no, seriously. And this is obviously not a personal example. But this is kind of like a thing I see. When people try to guilt you into into the, that their time is deemed as valuable. But they fail to recognize that maybe I don't prioritize you in my time frame because I see that you don't even value your time yet because you're waiting around for me to give you my time, which means, oh, well, maybe you're just a high value male. It's like, shut up. I know I'm not a fucking high value male. All right. At least not yet. I'm high value in my values. And they're like, that's the biggest broke boy talk I've ever heard. And it's like, yeah, it's working. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I'm, I'm just one of those people, I am just sick and tired of, because I've actually proved myself, I think when you prove something to yourself, and you kind of, you know, you have theories growing up, you, you have ideas, you have ways of how you feel a life is supposed to be lived, right? And then, sometimes, you could be taught all the right things. And you still have to fuck it up yourself to realize like, oh, those theories were either correct or hmm, I don't know about that one. And I think in situations where um, like the whole valuing and making time for people, it's hard. But at the same time, nah, at the same time, <sighs> when it's for, when, when it's for uh, people that understand what it's actually like to, um, that doesn't have as much time, I think two people, for example, I think two people that have time restrictions based off either personal things they like to do plus their job and occupation, also making time for things that they enjoy. I think two people that understand that and may deem to have less time when they're just by themselves doing their own thing 
find a way to make time for each other because they understand that and they won't feel judged by the word no. They won't feel judged or feel like if they say no to someone, they're not appeasing something. Because there's a lot of needy ass motherfuckers out here. It's a lot of needy bitches, and I mean that for guys and girls. I'm not calling ladies bitches, but because, you know, men talk more than bitches these days. Uh, let that sink in, as Drake would say. But it's true. And I know there's a lot of needy ass people out here. And I have become one of the least needy people I know in my life. And I can tell the ones that are needy, but they pretend not to be needy because they don't want to be needy because it's not cool to be needy. But at the same time, if you're needy, people think you're automatically like, oh, they're needy because they know their worth. It's like, actually, you don't. Because if you knew your worth, you would realize you don't have to be so goddamn needy. All right? Um <laughs> I need you to stop needing me in the nuts. Um, <laughs> don't need me in the nuts. Well, I hope you need me. Um, but, you know, it's more for me than you. Um, <laughs> You're probably like, all right, Clint, I know this isn't a personal account by any means. I was like, of course it's not. But I think what you realize when you have things taken away and things become just harder to do the basics, you realize even with all these unideal circumstances you have in the moment, somehow I still find time to do some things. So when I see people that have the resources and circumstances and they say they don't have the time to do things, I say no. And I'll just say it. Yes, I'll make a bland statement. Yes, you do. Not only do you have the time, you know you have the time. You just choose to use the time differently. There. I know this is like more of a ranting type of thing. Not even any jokes. Like I'm not even throwing jokes in here. I'm not even in a joking mood. And I'm drinking the ghost. I'm drinking the sour patch watermelon. The ghost. They're like, why did you ghost me? It's like, uh, you know, I wouldn't have ghosted you if you would have gave me the gooch. Well, oh, wait, that's a guy. Oh, don't give me gooch. Give me the cooch. Uh, a little smooch for the cooch. Ah. Uh, only if you smooch my gooch. Ah, uh, Jesus. Nothing like when you fart in between the thighs, you know, in between the creases of the pelvic. When it just rides up slowly on each side. Those are, ooh, those are some strong boys. Some strong bubble. I guess you call me bubble boy. And if you burst it, it's just going to be one big old gas. Old flubber. Um, <laughs> but inflation's a bitch. So, you know. Eh. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of fucking inflation, this rent is out of fucking saying. Apparently where I live, rent is going to go up to almost 2000 a month. 2000 And then you go online and you find places that are like 1200 1300 Now granted, it's probably a sketchy area. You probably get what you pay for. But you know what? I'll take my chances. 
If I get robbed, so be it. Insurance will cover it. It's better than getting robbed, you know, legally. I'd rather get robbed illegally. It ain't that fucked up. Because at least I have insurance to cover if something happens illegally. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Um, but yeah, this whole time, I guess the whole thing of this pod is going to be time. I think you realize to inconvenience you, you learn a lot about yourself. But most, but I notice a lot more about others. I'm a very observational person. I notice when I was, when I would be walking, I notice the judgment in people's cars at me when I'm walking. And you know, I also realize, I realize there's a good, you know, you know, I'll, you know, I also kind of realize too. At least I have a feeling. Is that I feel like girls are attracted to guys that have to walk to work and don't have a car. That like, I don't have a car dick, even though it's temporary. Well, not the dick, but then I have the car. Like, I'll always have the dick. At least I hope so, you know. If I don't, fuck it. I'll probably just jump off a bridge with the car. Um, call Knight Rider. Um <laughs> Who needs a Golden Gate Bridge when you got golden showers? Okay. Um, well, how would you pee? If I didn't have a dick, how would I pee? Would it just like, would the fluids just transfer through your asshole? You know, I mean, I've had some like liquidy brown farts. I'm assuming it's like a combination of urine too, you know? You know, because, you know, once you're in, you're in. Okay. This pot is so terrible. Um, uh. But yeah, though that not having car, not having a car dick, it's just a different dick. I think people, you know, I think I think for some reason you're kind of a, even though you may be deemed as less valuable in some people's eyes, are like, oh man, what kind of decisions is this person made at their age where they're walking? It's like, yeah, I don't know, stuff happens with cars. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not gonna pay. For 30 bucks a fucking day for an Uber. Like, that's just fiscally dumb. Like, I got two feet. I think there's something about, like, wow, a man that's doing what he's got to do is so attractive. Then some complacent bum with a vehicle. And I know it's weird because you think, well, if someone has a car, they're not a bum. It's like, you can be a bum and have a vehicle. And you can be respectable and be a hardworking person. And be a genuine, decent person. And not have a vehicle. At least for a period of time. You know? I think that's the thing people... It's cool to say online. It's cool to say this. But then when you're actually going about real life. I actually think there's a weird thing where... I think there's this weird attraction. And I don't just mean sexual. I think there's this weird thing where people respect... When they constantly see someone walking... To work. Because like man. This person is not making excuses. They're doing what they got to do. Sweating their ass off. Walking the rain. Blah blah blah. They're doing what they got to do. Because you'd be surprised. How many people call out of work. At any place you go to. The things people call out of work for. Is so minimal. 90% of the time. Like oh. I My anxiety is on a 10 today. And I haven't gotten a refill on my medication. It's like. Um, alright, so, you gonna come in? 
I would, but you know, I'm just really, really, I don't want to get stressed. It's like, uh, all right. So you don't want a job that actually requires you to think or requires an expectation that if you do X, Y, and Z, you fulfill your obligation of your paycheck. Yeah, I don't want to be under that pressure. It's like, oh, okay. That's all you have to say. And of course, since she's a girl in a workplace, you know, they don't give a fuck. They're like, you know what? We just gave you pay time off for it. Don't worry about it. God forbid if a guy does it, it's like they got to do a whole investigation. Why'd you really call out? Why'd you really? It's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, my my ankle, you know, I twist. I like broke in half. It's like they're looking at it as like, mm, I mean, you know, we could have put you in a different area to work. It's like I broke my fucking ankle. I don't want to work the next day after I break my fucking ankle. At least give me a day or two to fucking relax. I mean, Jesus. But it's cool, though. Being a guy. The expectation. It's so great. But, yeah, no. Um, sure was. But, yeah, no, I do think there's this thing where when you're, when you're a guy, specifically, like... The assumptions people would say someone walking their bumba. I think it's kind of reversed now. I think now everything is so reversed where people are just, girls are really, not just girls, but I think people are just impressed by effort. I I think we're more like an effort-based society now. Like you could say the participation award thing, the participation trophy type of shit. And obviously, I don't think that's the greatest thing, but I do think it is important to acknowledge and award effort, you know, in small capacity. Because in order to get results, it takes effort. And, you know, sometimes with effort, like, you don't, like, you need to keep grinding and shit. But once in a while, you need someone to be like, hey, I just want to let you know that you're doing the right thing. Like, I remember that one time at the gym. Someone where someone complimented me, like, man, you know, you're really doing the right things. Like, whatever you're doing, it's impressive. And just keep at it, and you're going to, like, you're going to keep, like, that shit was, like, monumental. Someone I saw every day, and they didn't do it at first instinct. They didn't do it the first three times they saw me just to, you know, butter me up or to make me feel good or to give me confidence. Like, they saw or instilling myself. And they even realize that even the most consistent, strongest of people in this world need a little like reminder, like, hey, you know, just keep your head up. Just keep 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 your head up. You know, keep putting your head down, putting in the work. And I think that's very important too. Um But I think I think there's something that's unquantifiable. That every time in my life that I have not had a car for a period of times or whatever, whether it's broken, in between shit, you know. It seems like there's like this magnetic shit of girls that just kind of want to talk to me because, and I don't mean necessarily relationship shit, but it just seems like there's, when they see you walking and sweating and shit, it's like, Wow. This is a working man. This is like a hard working man. And to a lot of girls these days, that's really attractive. Because, you know, there's not actually a lot of hard working men out here. It's a lot of bitches out here. 
I mean, men, you know, again, men, you know, I've, I've had someone in my life, like, try to be like, hey, you know, that word bitch is, like, really, it's really not. It's really weird when you say bitch type of thing when you're talking about girls. It's just rude and disrespectful. And I still say it, you know, in Pat. I would never call a person, in person, a bitch. But refer to situations as these bitches, you know. Um, but you should never call someone that you care about a bitch, you know. Except if it's a guy. If you're acting like a bitch, you got to tell your friend, hey, man, you're kind of acting like a bitch. All right. And then there's no such thing as kind of act. Like, you just are acting like a bitch, actually. Um, but yeah, no. But hey, the shoe fits, the shoe fits. If someone does bitchy behavior and it's really shitty and it's something you quantify in that field, then you don't want to do it. You know, we get called assholes, dickheads, pieces of shit, no good motherfuckers all the time. Minute, minute ain't shit. We get called that. And to us, it doesn't really hurt us. We just kind of like, eh, alright. It's just like if you call us, we probably did something, we know it. Now we may defend ourselves even when there's no reason. Just because you have to. You have to defend your own honor, baby. <laughs> I gotta defend my foolery. Um, because if you don't, you're a little bitch. <laughs> you, you gotta defend yourself even when you know you're wrong. You gotta at least pretend to defend yourself when you're wrong. Like, people will respect someone who will defend themselves, even when it's obvious there's nothing for them to be defending themselves of, than someone who just admits, like, yeah, I was wrong on that. I don't care what people tell you. Don't listen to people. Don't listen to anyone that tells you, you know what, I, I appreciate someone who just admits when they're wrong when the first time that they have the opportunity to admit they're wrong. Like, no, I'm going to drag that shit on. I'm going to make you believe that you're wrong, turn the tables on you, and then if you're the resilient person I know where you will not back down, then sooner or later, I might just be like, you know what, even if I was wrong, who gives a fuck, you know, it doesn't matter. If I start playing the hypotheticals, like, yeah, I acknowledge I did some wrongdoing, but I'm not going to just sit here and submit my wrongness, like, it's like basically admitting to cheating on the test, like. It's like, if you don't have the physical evidence, if it's just subjective because you're comparing my answers. That was always dumb in school when they would compare your answers to someone else when it's multiple choice. Like, you know, you two had a lot similar answers. It's like, yeah, because we both studied probably pretty fucking similarly the same amount. So we got the similar answers right and others not. Ever thought of that? It's like every fucking, yeah, you have 30 kids test and it's a 20 question test. There's only so many variations of wrong answers and right answers as possible. If a bunch of people get similar grades. Chances are everyone always gets one of the questions wrong. That's very specific because you probably worded it incorrectly or you didn't fucking teach it. It was not in the study guide. All right. But, hey, you know, we got to do this. Uh, I don't know. It looks suspicious. It's like, you ever think if I'm going to cheat, I'm going to cheat for a 74? Really? You think that's like, if I'm going to cheat, I'm going to cheat. I'm not going to cheat with one girl. I'm cheating with 92. Not that that would be realistic. Because, you know, I wouldn't want 92 problems in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good ratio. 
And the fuck that many girls in like that period of time that you'd be cheating on a girl that you're with. Like, like that's a lot of effort. Like cheating is supposed to be effortless. Like it's supposed to be like, hey, you know, I ran into a girl. And we just hit it off in like 10 minutes and then one thing led to another. We got some frozen yogurt and then next thing you know, we're in my room and, you know, I'm uh, fro-yoing something. (laughs) It's supposed to be like a quick thing. It's supposed to be like something that happened naturally. Not some girl that you're talking to for four months to like do all that shit. Like if, if you're if you're my side chick. I'm not talking to you for weeks and months to figure you out. You know? It's like, that's not, like, a side is supposed to be something that, it's weird, like, if you make a meal, if you make something as simple as, like, chicken, macaroni, cheese, and, like, I don't know, mashed potatoes, the chicken should be the thing that takes the longest to cook. The macaroni shouldn't take longest to cook. It's a side dish. The mashed potatoes shouldn't take the longest to cook. It's a side dish. The chicken should be the one that takes the longest to cook. Season it, cut it, you know, making shit with it, making sure it's edible, making sure it's cooked correctly, checking the temperature, making sure you sear it, grill it, fry it, whatever the fuck you're trying to do. Like, I'm not seasoning, frying, checking the temperature of my side check. I don't give a fuck what you're feeling. Don't call me with your shit. That's main chick problems. I care about my internal temperature of my main chick, alright? That's a reference to something that only someone knows. uh, The internal temperature. (laughs) I'm a a jokester. Um, But anyways, yeah. I forgot where I, I forgot where I was going off. But yeah, I know these I don't know, it just kind of feels like um It just kind of feels like Yeah, there's a lot of bitches out here. <laughs> a lot of just Oh yeah, just like I I th- I think now the standards are so low for us. It's weird cuz the standards are deemed so high in terms of unrealistic expectations if you go online it's like yeah you're gonna find the ones that want these crazy unrealistic expectations but then when you actually like start getting around genuine people with genuine like intentions i i think genuine people have have deemed to start to lower their expectations so much that just the slightest thing tickles their fancy like, opening the door, being a gentleman, you know, making sure a woman's walk on, you know, the far like, you were near the sidewalk and she's on the far side. Like, little gentleman things of, you know, just things that you should do anyways, just be respectful, nice. It's just like, if you do them now, like, girls go crazy over it. Because it... It honestly doesn't genuinely happen. It happens, but you can tell when it happens and when someone is just being nice and when someone is doing it because they're trying to catch someone's affection to get something. And then when they don't get something in return, then they act like a little bitch and be like, well, fuck this bitch, you know. It's crazy how, like, the lowest amount of effort. Like, if I I was with a girl now 
and she could like legitimately cook and clean and I'm not trying to genderalize as I like to say where you just genderalize a gender what they do but it's honestly not something that within a reasonable age range of my age that girls in my age range really know how to do you may find one that knows how to do one but not really the other and then a lot of girls just don't even bother to do either But now, like, if you meet someone that can do that shit, it's like, holy fuck. Did I, did I just meet, like, fucking, you know, a goddess? Did I just meet, what, did I just meet Athena, you know? It's crazy. Something that used to be the standard. Now it's like, holy fuck. I, 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 I can't let you go. You are not leaving this house. I'm not having anyone see you ever again, you know? And then I feel like that's how uh, I feel like that's how uh, really abusive narcissists. Um, I feel like that's when those stories of yeah she was trapped, she was trapped in the house for nine years and couldn't leave. I feel like that's how those stories happen. <laughs> oh, typically those are like for child predators that like lock kids in their basement at fifteen and then when they're twenty five they find a way to escape. This like rant, and it's always like these random rinky dink houses where it's like you you could just like probably kick the wall a couple times and get out of there. Like, oh, he double locked the doors. You telling me you couldn't figure out how to get out of a double locked door? Like, I think at a certain point they kind of just like, hey, you know, free rent. <laughs> it's like you know, I'm taken care of. You know, it brings me a bowl, brings me a bowl of green peas. Instead of like kibble and bits. Um, yeah. I'm not justifying someone being kidnapped in a basement, by the way, for nine years or abducted. But I think at a certain point, you know, it's like, eh, you know. You know, I was struggling before I got here. Like, you know, I get free food, get free this, you know. Life's all right, you know. <laughs> I'm a simple, I'm a simple gal. Um, but no, the standards are so low for, especially men nowadays, which just like, if you're just a gentleman and you're just nice to someone and it's genuine and it doesn't come off that you're trying to just, you know, slide in, <laughs> let it slide. Um, it's like, almost like you're looked at in this marvel and like a marvelous eye like it's almost like wow i don't even know what to like it's like this honestly doesn't happen to me which sometimes when someone says i've never had someone be nice like i just roll my eyes like all right i appreciate the fact you want to butter me up but you know i hope this isn't the first time someone's been nice to you because that means you've been a really bad person in the past and there's been nothing to be nice to like, guys are so desperate these days that they will be nice to anything. And so, if, if a guy's never been nice to you, had never done, like, gentleman nice things to you, it's like, that's a red flag to me. And I and I have low expectations for the men ain't shit either sometimes. But, damn, like, you know, even shitty men pretend to be nice, you know, for something. If a guy hasn't even pretended to be nice to you, that means he doesn't even give a fuck. If you notice, <laughs> he doesn't even give a fuck if you notice 
him doing a deed that may, you know, catch your eye. He's like, actually, I want to be as unseen by you as possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just weird how the standards are so low these days. And it's really sad. Because the standards are unrealistic. And I think even the, the when you hear about the girls that talk about the crazy unrealistic expectations. Like that woman who recently there's like a viral thing of her on like some type of little small like dating show type of thing. And she was like, and the host asked her, all right, so let's say you're, let's say you meet a guy and he had, he's starting his own business, right? So realistically, let's just say he's making, he makes $45,000 a year because like a first year, second year starting a business, there's some rough upbringings, but he's starting to, he's making a little something, but it's not what you typically, the success stories you hear where, Oh, if you start a business, you're going to make six figures and seven figures, eight figures. Like reality is for a lot of business is just, they're just trying to make above what the average worker would make, but they're just in more controlled things and stuff. She posed, what if you meet someone, they're making $45,000 a year. So like, well, I mean, they, they wouldn't even be able to afford me because I want a $200,000 some type of carrot ring or whatever. He would have to work five, six years just to pay that off. It's like, there's no way some person actually really wants a $200,000 ring when she literally looked like she was on a plane being a flight attendant. I'm sorry. Like, if you look like a flight attendant and you're on a fucking plane just to say you travel the world, that's a great you meet all the men you want. They can bust your guts. And maybe they're like, hey, you know what? You were a nice gal. Here's a $200,000 ring I just have sitting around. You know, I've given it to two women to propose to. You could just have it. Maybe you get one of those situations. Maybe you go to Abu Dhabi and get shit on by a Campbell for, you know. And that's your payout. You get a $200,000 ring. And then maybe you can appreciate the quality in life, you know? But no, I don't believe that that's what she really actually believes in. I really don't. I think it's someone has to hike up expectations so much because they think they hike up those expectations that someone who can't afford and has those reasonable will automatically slide in her DMs and come to her. But in reality, any girl that's blatant about how much they want that type of lifestyle. Typically guys who actually make that lifestyle. Don't really want that. Because the guy that makes that lifestyle. He doesn't. The last thing he wants is. Someone who's outspoken. About how. They're being taken. About how basically they feel. They're taken advantage of. How they're taking advantage of the person they're with. Because that makes them look like a fool. You can't be a person in position of power and have all this control of business, all this stuff, but then you come, but then people know that your wife kind of bitches you out in a way, or your girl kind of bitches you out. It kind of fucks up how people look at you, which affects business, affects when you do business deals and entrepreneurship and shit like that. 
it affects how they look at you and how like, oh, you have such a strong line the same for this, but your white publicly out here saying, oh, I wouldn't even talk to him unless he gave me like some weird shit. I think that's kind of why like when that's why a lot of people give Russell Wilson a lot of shit. I don't give Russell Wilson. I think the whole people shitting on him for loving his wife type of thing. I think it's a little over the top because at the end of the day. I mean, people say Russell Wilson's corny. I Look, I'm a corny guy. Now, there's different types of corniness. There's people say you're corny because you're funny because your humor's corny. Like, yeah corny jokes and shit like that that's more the thing i fall when people say you're corny where it's almost like it's almost like you're being disingenuous by being over the top positive optimistic but some people really are just optimistic and positive and they don't really have bad days in their life and especially people that know they put the time in and work in the things and those common theme here time they put the time and work into things. So really when they put all that into that stuff and they've read the fruits of their labor type of thing, they realize what's a big deal, what's not. They realize what's important, what's not. So stuff that people say is not really going to phase them, which ironically doesn't make them corny. It actually makes them the opposite of that. Makes them very strong-minded, strong-willed. Nothing will phase them, which is exactly what... Someone would want it, man. And that's maybe what attracted Sierra then. Now, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm not on IG and stuff. But I know the videos out there where it's like, it's definitely, it seems more like a, he's more lucky to be with her type of thing than vice versa. That's kind of like how he treats it when it's, He's, like, the most out of the both of them. Like, Sierra doesn't really make music anymore. You know, she's a relevant figure in her field, you know. She looks more like a model. Like, when I think of her, I think she would be more like a model now than, like, a musician, dancer, entertainer, you know. And, yeah, she has two kids from previous situation with Future and stuff. And people, oh, Russell Wilson, take care of us, like. You know what? The kids have a father, which is all people want to stress about. Kids not having fathers these days. And then he, not only do they have a father, but they have a father who seems like he gives a shit. Seems very caring. Obviously supports them financially. Like, that's not going to be an issue. Like, oh yeah, Andy just signed a five-year, $245 million deal. So, uh, they're going to be supported very, very well. Um... He's future's gonna need to do a couple more collabs with Drake to get that type of money. Um, <laughs> oh, but you notice who uses the terms like cornball when they describe someone. It's always low, it's always low level kind of degenerates himself who call other people cornballs or corny ass people in a negative way to describe someone's character, to describe 
someone's intentions, right? To describe someone's ways, they, their demeanor and shit. When any reasonable person was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, they got, you know, they got a way they go about their life, but it seems to be working out for them. People who call other people cornballs, it's always someone from a lower position of power in life. I don't mean just like working, but like in life, they call other people cornballs who are typically in higher positions, who are doing better for themselves, who actually have, they have, they may have an appearance, they may, they may not fit what they, what they would sexually desire or just intimately desire or just desire in a person they would hang around. But they got a lot more figured out than them, but somehow they're the cornball. They're the corny ass guy. Like no one calls girls corny ass. No one calls girls corny. It's only a term for us guys. I don't know what the term be for girls, you know. But it's always that shit. Guys like Russell Wilson get called corny ass dudes. Because he's not this, he's not that. It's like, but he's a lot of things. And I'm not even the biggest Russell Wilson fan. Like, I think he's good as a player. But, like, I'm not like, oh, my God, I got to watch Russell Wilson this Sunday. But, obviously, he's doing something right. You can take a lot of things you could learn from him and apply it to your life more than he could probably take shit from you. Like, what the fuck are you going to tell Russell Wilson when you're calling him a corny-ass dude? What are you going to tell him? Because he does everything regardless if your beliefs of his shit, like, he obviously has a crazy regimen. Like, people make fun of the walkthrough shit. Like, last year when he was injured and stuff, he went through, like, a whole walkthrough. And former players were, like, rolling their eyes. Like, uh, yeah, it, it could come off as a t- tension-seeking. It could come off doing it for the cameras and stuff. But you know what? It also comes off as someone like, yeah, you know what? That seems like something he would do. Like when I looked at that warm up, I'm like, I'm pretty. I know he's done that warm up thousands of times before. It wasn't. It's not like someone. When I think of someone who's corny, like a cornball is someone who does things for appearance or does things for disingenuous reasons. Like, like a corny dude would be someone who holds the door. But he only holds the door for pretty girls. He wouldn't hold the door for a woman he deemed unattractive. He would only do it for pretty girls who he didn't want their attention. That's a corny ass dude. Because that's not a dude who does the same thing regardless of the situation. He only does certain things when he wants a certain benefit out of it. So if Russell Wilson only did that because he wanted to be seen on TV and deemed as a hard worker and seemed like... First in, last out type of guy. And a guy who's, even when he's hurt, he's going to get his reps in because he's wearing a helmet, throwing the ball, throwing. He's just going literally through the motions of arm motions, pretending he's running routes, you know, like you would in a backyard. When I'm pretty sure he does the same warm up before every game when he's playing. He probably does it every day in practice. He probably does it in his backyard. In the off season, he probably does this shit all the fucking time. And yeah, there were camera. It's not. It's not his fault that there's cameras on a fucking football field twenty four hours a day. Like he did it like two hours before the game. 
So to see people, I remember that, and I'm like, all right, this is just like a piling on thing. We're trying to find everything that's like wrong with people in society or things that we feel or we try to demean people who have reached certain things in life or people who are just doing their thing to be the best they can be and we find ways to ram against it. It's always people who have no routine, who have nothing that they actually have to prepare for anything that wouldn't understand that what he's doing is because if he doesn't do it, he doesn't feel right because he has trained himself to be regimented. But yeah, he's a corny ass dude for having a regiment, for working hard, for making sure that he's actually, you know, doing things in life. Like Say what you want about his life and shit like that, but say what you want about him, but what you can't deny is all that shit that you make fun of is probably exactly why he's in the position he's in. Five years, 245 million. You know how many air, you know how many times, I would go through that pre-workout thing eight times a day if I got five years, 240. People say whatever the fuck they want about me. Put me on blast. Call me the corny ass dude. I don't give a fuck. I literally got. I don't give a fuck about you money. I literally got fuck you money. I probably have. I, he has the type of money. He could probably like buy your whole neighborhood. And kick y'all out. And y'all be on the streets. Is that what you would want? He wouldn't do that. And I mean that would be kind of a douchey thing to do. But. Yeah. But yeah, no, we, we live in this thing where being, you know, being quote-unquote deemed as stable or being deemed as people call stable born people call, people just want this high in life all the time. And I, I really believe that people just want this high in life because being steady is not realistic for them. Like feeling the lows and highs. The highs only feel so high because you're low all the time. When you're a steady person, like if you're just like in the middle most of the time, and you just like kind of deal with things as they go, and they just, they may be quick spikes, but you have control of them. The highs just seem like, oh, this is pretty cool. But when you were like sad and down all the time, and then you're getting high, to balance that out like it's too much of a variance that when you get high it feels so much better than what you're really at like I actually think like that's why I think people that are really sad have to do drugs all the time I think typically people that are really sad have to do drugs because their high feels so goddamn different than just someone who gets high for casual use for example right like, if you are sad and feel at the bottom of the barrel all the time, like, you literally get high just to balance yourself. But with that brief time that you feel high, I'm sure it feels insane than when you actually are just pretty okay with life and you get high and it's just like, eh, okay. I don't, I don't do drugs. I don't get high or nothing like that. But this is kind of my interpretation and observation of people in my life that I've noticed that have had a fascination with weed and certain drugs and stuff. So typically they were typically really unhappy people. And those are the type of people that try to 
convince you that this isn't addictive, that's not addictive. It's like, I think when you're constantly in a low, when you're in a low level state and you do some all the time to get in a high level state, like, I don't see how that doesn't become addictive. It's too much of a change to not get addicted to. And like I said earlier, we're like, there's, and it's going to kind of contradict kind of what I said earlier now that I think about it, but it's like, this whole life is just about feeling good. Who am I to tell someone that gets high or do drugs all the time, like to not feel good if doing drugs makes them feel good? I know it's going to probably fuck up their life. I know it's going to make them not stable enough to keep a job or literally be able to pass drug tests to keep a job. I know... I know doing drugs is going to fuck up a lot of shit about them. But it may be one of the only things that make them feel good. At least for the time being. And who the fuck am I to tell someone not to feel good? Because I got pissed earlier for just suggesting when people telling me I'm wasting my time. Telling me I'm wasting my time when something makes me feel good. And I can make a million arguments how I'm not wasting my time. How one day this shit can make me a lot of fucking money or at least a living. I don't care what anyone tells. No one wants a podcast for free the rest of their life. But, you know, I enjoy it regardless if I'm making money or not. Because I have episodes like this where I just talk about time the whole time. And it's like a really introspective conversation to myself because I talk to myself and I really kind of think as I go along and really think about time and how valuable it is based off my recent circumstances and shit where I've thought about more than ever and I think how someone values their time regardless if you know it's not good for them you know Who am I to tell someone not to do shit? Because I hate when people tell me not to do shit that I enjoy doing. I fucking hate it. Because it's like insulting my judgment. When I trust my judgment more than anything based off what I've trained and created myself to be to this day. That I'm very proud of. Now I can make... Assumptions that other people's judgment isn't that great. That yes, you are using those things to escape. I think things that I do that are healthy, I use to escape. Like, I think I work out to escape things. To escape just feeling time in the day. Feeling like I'm being more productive as a whole than I really am. But at the same time, if it feels, it feels and it feels... A thing in me that something, it makes me feel like I am doing something that's bigger than just feeling good. So I can justify it. And it's not, to me, it's even if it is, you could call it an escape. You know, I think there's nothing wrong with escaping as long as you make sure you Still are okay running back home. Like no one says when you go on vacation, it's an escape. 
I mean, it is an escape because you're just spending money to go a week somewhere. It's technically an escape from life and reality, you know, but you do it. So, yeah, I guess the moral of today's pod is don't let anyone fucking tell you what to do with your time. If something you want to do, something you enjoy is valuable to you, who gives a fuck? It's your fucking time. And if you're going to waste your time, waste your time with me. I mean, you already did, honestly. So just open your eyes and ears because you literally just waste an hour with me. But no, I think uh, today's theme was time. And um, enjoy it with things, enjoy it with people, and never be ashamed of making time for things that matter to you. And I think more importantly, don't let past situations in life affect future blessings as lame as that sounds don't let past shit interfere with potential good things that can happen to you because of your preconceived notions and shit like i don't know um just know when you say i don't have time this is what i'll leave you with guys today um Anytime you say you don't have time for X, Y, and Z, just ask yourself, is it really that? Or do you not care to make changes to make time for it? Do you not care to work a little less? Do you not care to make a little less money to do whatever this other thing that's important to you? That's typically the excuse people would make is my job hours like, if you could take, if you could work one less day at your job, or even just a, take not pick up an extra shift or do whatever, not make everything about your life about money. If you wanted to make more time to paint, to write, do something that matters to you, meditate, go work out, do whatever, something that you feel you need to do that's just a basic thing to you, a hobby. You know, go build a boat or some shit. Go to Home Depot, build build like a little wooden boat for your, you know, with a little Home Depot apron and, you know. If that's important to you, then show to yourself that it's important to you. Sometimes you got to be willing to say no to something else to actually do something else. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned from the recent experience. And I just wasted an hour of your time to tell you something that I kind of told you in the first three minutes. It's funny I always tie it back together. Uh, this, shit, this shit tight like Fort Knox. <laughs> to the roommate. Just tell the door's locked. Okay. Nobody's perfect. And neither was this pod. Alright guys. That was episode 167 of the Off and Beat podcast with Clint Nelson. I felt like the least I could do is give you an hour plus one. Um, so, yeah. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. Hit the notification bell. And most importantly, suck some titties. And uh, 
you know, make time for shit. If it's important to you, it's important to me, guys. Have a great day.